on this episode of macro sutra we have a lot of data to discuss with you there's been a lot that has been released by the government on feb 28th they released the gdp growth rate for q3 of this financial year the second advanced estimates for the full year 2022-23 they revised growth rates for 2019-20 2020-21 and 21-22 now we are going to look at the pandemic year and the post pandemic year so that's what we have in this episode for you how has india's economy done during the pandemic and in the post pandemic period i'm tca sharad raghavan economy editor at the print and we have with us radhika pande senior fellow at nipfp thank you so much radhika for joining thank us thank you sharad so now radhika since we have so much to discuss let's dive right in looking at the pandemic year revision 2019-20 now i know that they have revised it a few times before and each time they've revised it higher and this time around as well they revised the growth for the year higher so what how are they doing this why are they doing this what is the new data that they are incorporating uh so every time the gdp cycle has uh, five set of uh, revisions whenever a gdp number for the full year comes there are uh, five such data points that come out one is the first advance estimate then we have the second advance estimate then we have the provisional estimate when the entire year is over then uh, during the month of may we have the provisional estimate then the next year we have the first revised estimate mm-hmm. the next successive year we have second revised estimate and then we have third revised estimate so these right. this is the complete uh, revision cycle that we have for any gdp estimate that comes for the full year uh, so on 28th of february we had uh, we uh, the uh, nso released the third revised estimate which is the final number mm-hmm. for uh, 2019 20 right. uh, and then for uh, 2020 21 which is the pandemic impacted year the second revised estimate mm-hmm. uh, 21 22 the first revised estimate and for uh, uh, 22 23 we had the uh, second advance estimate right. we did talk about the uh, first advance estimate which is like the first estimation about the 2022 23 number that came out in the month of january right. uh, so now it's not that the full year is over yet but uh, for the advance estimate some kind of projections are done mm-hmm. based on the data which is available for say 9 months or 10 months right. uh, for 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 first advance estimate we have the nso has data for 9 months and then some mm-hmm. extrapolation projection is done uh, for second advance estimate we have one more month so we have 10 months of data right. and then uh, some projections are done now what is the uh, relevance of these revised estimates particularly the pandemic impacted year is that uh, when we move from advanced to revised estimates we mm-hmm. have a wider coverage of data because uh, during annual es- uh, during the advanced estimates we are only looking at monthly proxies uh, like okay. we are looking at iip we are looking at uh, listed companies performance mm-hmm. but when we have the when we move when there is a big time lag and we move to revised estimates mm-hmm. we have a wider coverage for example we have the uh, data from the annual survey of industries right. which is the actual data on production for a wider set of companies also including the informal sector mm-hmm. uh, then we have the actual data on revenue and expenditures because in the uh, 
uh, provisional and in the advanced estimates, it's just it, these are all estimates. But right. uh, like we talk about uh, budget estimates, revised estimates. But when we are talking in terms of revised estimates for GDP, we have a wider coverage. Right. So that's the difference uh, as we move from advanced to uh, provisional to revised set of estimates. The coverage of data improves. Mm -hmm. We are able to uh, have some measure of uh, understanding of how the informal sector is being captured. The unlisted companies are being captured, the agriculture sector, the actual data of a wider set of the corporate sector is being captured in the revised estimates. Right. So now, what exactly does this then mean for the pandemic year if after incorporating the informal sector data and getting more uh, accurate data for right. the year, yes. if it's showing that growth was actually higher, that, yes. is, that means that the pandemic didn't actually and the lockdown didn't actually impact us that badly? Yeah, that's the inference from the second revised estimate because uh, as you see, uh, as we, uh, you know, if we compare provisional estimate, then first revised and second revised. Now mm -hmm. we have the second revised estimate. The pace of contraction has narrowed. Right. We started from somewhere around 7.8% uh, contraction. We moved to 66 .6, and now according to the second revised estimate, the contraction is milder. Uh, which is 5.8. So it is it right. is still contraction. It is it is degrowth. It is but the pace of contraction is smaller. So uh, the inference, the key message here is that when we include uh, a wider set of coverage of data, the uh, pace of contraction doesn't look that bad mm -hmm. as earlier envisaged. So that's the key message for the 2021 numbers. Right. And now the. Each, when we talk about growth rates, it's uh, measured against the previous year. So right. if you say that, you know, 2021-22 uh, growth rate was so, so many percent, that's so many percent growth over the previous year. So now does it mean that because the 2020-21 data, the revision moved it a little higher, higher, does it mean that the next year's growth rate was also impacted? But they increased it for that year as well. Yes, so for 21-22 also, which is the first revised estimate for mm -hmm. this year. Uh, now, uh, as you rightly pointed out, we compare with the previous year. Right. And now for 2020-21, since the pace of contraction is lower, that means the base is higher. Yes. So that means the if other things remaining constant, our growth rate would have been smaller. In 21-22. In 21-22. Because your 2020-21 base is higher. So mm -hmm. it's giving an unfavorable impact on the growth of 2021-22. But the fact is that in 21-22 also there were revisions after incorporating the uh, data mm -hmm. as we move from provisional to uh, revised estimates. So there also we see an upward revision from 8.7% to 9.1%. So till now we have been talking about 21-22 as having a growth of 8.7%. Right. But uh, you know the bigger uh, change happens when we move from provisional to revised estimates because right. we have a much wider set of uh, data. Uh, whenever we compare you know these set of revisions, first advance and second advance estimate and provisional we see that the larger uh, quantum of change happens mm -hmm. when we move from provision to provisional estimates to revised estimates. So right. that was expected that either uh, we will see a downward revision or upward revision, but we did see an upward revision from 8.7 to 9.1. Again, indicating that when we take into account the wider set of uh, uh, data as envisaged that you know we'll have a slower growth, it was not the case. Uh, 
notwithstanding the fact that you have an unfavorable base of 2020-21. Right. So, just to uh, kind of for those who are a little confused when we say base, uh, high base, low base, all of that. So, just to put it sh in a short way, a high base kind of means that the next year's growth will likely, I mean, if everything else remains equal, the next year's growth will be lower and a lower base kind of enables higher growth the next year. Uh, a simple way to kind of look at this is if you compare India's economy with say something like the US. Now, if the US economy grows by 2%, then, and the Indian economy grows by something like, you know, 7%, it might be that that 2% on the US economy is still in absolute terms a larger amount than the 7% on the Indian economy. But that's because the US economy is a very large base, whereas the Indian economy in relation is a smaller base. So that's how the growth and the base, that's how the relation works. Yeah, another small example is when we compare April to June 2020, hmm. which was a lockdown year where it was a contraction. Right. And then you compare it with April to June 2021. Now, April to June 2020 had a very, it had a contraction. So right. that will kind of bump up your growth for April to June 2021. Right. So that is the uh, implications of uh, base year and it always comes into play when we look at the year on year change. Right. And so now, this also means like not only did we do better during the pandemic that, than we thought, hmm. but even our recovery in the next year was yes. stronger than we thought because yes. even though the base was increased, the next year's growth was revised upwards yes, in any case. Yes, yes, yes. So, exactly. Despite having an, uh, a higher base, the 2021-22, uh, we saw recovery uh, and the, the recovery was much sharper. Uh, that is what the revised data tells us. Now, do we have uh, some breakup on so which sectors have been particularly revised upwards, which we thought didn't do that well, but seem to have done better? So it's primarily from the spending side, it's the consumption and investment that have uh, okay. uh, not done that badly. And therefore, there has been some revisions. So uh, if we look at the this time's uh, uh, press release, it has mm. all set of statements for each uh, year, as well as they have given the also give, given the breakup of consumption, that within consumption, how much has been the spending on health, how much has been right. the spending on education. So it's a very rich uh, set of data that uh, we see in uh, uh, this uh, set of press release. We actually can, uh, we'll, we'll display the link of the press release uh, in this video. You should go through it. There's a lot of data there and it tells you how the economy, how each sector has been doing, how things like government spending, right. private sector spending, consumption expenditure, how all of that has been changing during the pandemic and since the pandemic. We'll share this link. You should go through it. Now, coming to our current year, right. we have the second advance estimates for this year. So, how have these second advance estimates, how is it different from the first advance estimates which just came out in January? Yeah, so again, if we just look in terms of growth rate, both are showing a growth rate of 7%. Mm -hmm. Like in first advance estimate also, the GDP growth for the current uh, financial year was pegged at 7%. 
with the second advance estimate which has one additional month of data right again we are seeing that uh, for this year the economy will grow is estimated to grow because till now the month is the financial year is not yet over we yeah. have data till january and based on that these uh, projections and uh, extrapolations are made that's uh, why they called advanced estimates that's why they are called it's advanced in advance estimates. of the yeah. full year yeah. ending yes that's why they are called advanced estimate and therefore once the financial year ends in march then whatever you get as first thing that's that that is called the provisional estimate right. so uh, now we have the second advance estimate for 2022 23 mm. which is also giving us a 7% growth but there are two key differences here one difference is in terms of the absolute numbers the absolute number what is the difference between first advance estimate and second advance estimate the second advance estimate is almost 1.4% higher than the first advance estimate right. okay so it's uh, if we just look at the growth rate we uh, assume that you know everything is same but that is not the case first thing is that the absolute number of uh, gdp as arrived from the first advance estimate and from the second advance estimate there is a difference of 1.4% Uh, yeah. but the growth rate might not have changed because the base the previous year might have been revised upwards yes the right. base has been revised upwards because for the first advance estimate what is our base the base is the provisional estimate of 2122 right but now we have the base as the revised estimate of 2122 right. and again there is a change from 8.7 to 9.1 there also yes. so despite having a higher base again we are getting 7% growth rate mm -hmm. so it's not the same as getting 7% growth rate with the first advance estimate right. because now we are having uh, this uh, we have uh, achieved this we are estimated to achieve the 7% growth rate on a higher base of 2021-22 right and uh, now again The, it, we aren't done yet in how much data that they released on uh, Feb 28th. We have data for Q3 of the current financial year, which means that is from the October to December 2022 period. We have data for that quarter, how we've done. And uh, so Radhika, if you could tell us a little more about yeah, that. So, uh Remember that for the first half of the year, the economy grew at 9.7%. Mm -hmm. And for the full year, the estimate is 7%. So it was uh, understood that in the second half of the year, the economy will slow down. Right. Uh, and if we uh, look at the estimates that were uh, that people had projected for the third quarter, that is the December quarter, uh, the growth estimates were in the range of 4.6, 4.7, maximum 5% growth. Right. And the economy, uh, the GDP growth stood at uh, 4.4%. Hmm. Now, again, uh, one thing is the unfavorable base because October-December of 2021 was a very uh, strong uh, growth year after okay. having slowed down growth in 21-22 due to the uh, third wave of uh, uh, COVID. So, we saw growth declining, but October-December quarter, we saw... Uh, growth of more than 5% percent, 5.4% yes. without revision without before revision, revision. yes uh, so uh, we saw a higher growth so it was expected that the growth rate in terms of year on year will slow down mm -hmm. in october december and it further slowed down because though that number was also revised upwards right, because now when your annual number is revised for the entire 21-22 we have moved from provisional estimate to revised estimate right. the quarter numbers will also get revised of course yes Do so we know that how much it was revised to from 5.4 so uh, the if we just want to capture the uh, 
impact of revision. So mm -hmm. if we uh, consider the same number without revision, mm -hmm. growth would have been 5.1% for this. Uh, I see. And the growth is 4.4%. So that is actually the, uh, can be attributed to the extent of revision. Okay. That had there been no revision in the uh, third quarter of last year, this uh, uh, quarter we would have got a growth of more than 5%, 5.1%. But it is a combination of two factors. One, an already high base here, yep. uh, an already high base. And then further the upward revisions because your entire year's uh, growth was also revised. So that is the uh, number for 4.4. And interestingly, this time the gross value added is more than the GDP. Oh. So That's gross unusual. value added is 4.6% right. and the gross domestic product is 4.4%. Now, the difference between the two is the net uh, taxes. Right. Uh, so in GDP, we include taxes, but we exclude subsidies. Mm -hmm. Whereas in GVA, gross value added, which is, your, uh, it gives a picture of economic activity, we include subsidies. So in this time, this quarter, December quarter, the subsidy outgo was uh, large. We've discussed in the uh, one of the episodes also, we've talked right. about the demand for grants where uh, food subsidy, uh, uh, money was sought for subsidy. Mm -hmm. So in this quarter, the subsidy has been more than the taxes and therefore GVA is more than the GDP. So that's another interesting feature about uh, this quarter's numbers. Now, next thing we can talk about is the sectoral composition. Absolutely, exactly. I was uh, coming to that. There's... Uh it showed that manufacturing has contracted for the second quarter consecutively. Yes. Now, it's a smaller contraction than in the, the previous quarter, yeah. but it's still a worrying sign. It is still a worrying sign because uh, manufacturing has seen a contraction uh, though the pace of contraction is lower. But if we look at the underlying numbers, you know, the, when we talk about manufacturing sector GVA, uh, gross value added, mm -hmm. we are talking about the performance of manufacturing companies. We can look at the, uh, uh, a better uh, understanding can be had by looking at the profitability of these companies, the All manufacturing right. companies, the sales growth of these companies. And in both these numbers, we are seeing a slowdown. Uh, yeah. Sales growth has uh, contracted, profitability has turned negative and one of the uh, main reason for that is that uh, the expenses of firms have been rising and one of the key expense that has uh, suddenly shot up is the interest expense. Because right, of the, the RBI RBI's uh, 250 basis points uh, rate hike, we are seeing that the interest expenses of uh, firms in the manufacturing sector, they have seen a massive jump of 40% year right. on year growth. Remember 21, 2020, 21 and 21, 22, uh, interest rates were uh, lowered. Low. Yes. They were kept low, so the interest expenses were quite subdued. But over the last two quarters, we have seen that interest expenses as a share of the overall profits of these companies have uh, risen uh, right. quite uh, substantially and that is getting reflected uh, in the squeezing profit margins of uh, manufacturing set mm -hmm. of firms. And uh, that is a, a sign of uh, worry because manufacturing is a major employment generator yes. and if we look at a disaggregated picture, we find that some of the sectors which are labor intensive like textiles, leather, they are mm. not performing well uh, consistently. So it's a combination of a number of factors, monetary tightening, slowing global demand, input cost pressures, inflation. But yes, overall, we are seeing that manufacturing continues to be a uh, pain point. Right. The only solace is that we are now seeing a slide in 
wholesale price index. Yes. Yes. So wholesale price index, we discussed in one of the episodes that you know WPI has become lower than the retail uh, prices. So we can hope that that will trickle down to consumer price indices in the next few months if the other headwinds do not disrupt the calculations and therefore manufacturing sector will get some support. So if manufacturing is in contraction, what is doing well? What is driving this? Because uh, as you said, the quarter's growth was on a high base yeah. and it's still come at 4.4. So yes. something must be driving the growth. Yes, what is driving is within the industry, uh, Manufacturing is not doing well, but the other sectors like construction has done very well. Right, yes. It has uh, posted a growth of more than uh, 8% and that can be attributed to government's push on uh, infrastructure, can be attributed to uh, decent demand for housing. So that is mm -hmm. one sector. Agriculture has done well, 3.7% right. uh, growth. Services uh, have been doing well, particularly the contact intensive services. Again, uh, posting almost 10% growth, though the... Uh, uh, gain is slightly lower, the, the, the growth is slightly lower than the previous quarter, but right. it's still the main uh, driver of growth from the activity side. Now, similarly, we should look at the spending side or the expenditure side, mm -hmm. where we look at consumption, investment, right. uh, net exports and government uh, uh, spending. There, again, investment has been holding up well, again, uh, but what is apparently a cause of concern is the consumption the consumption right. of households and yes. that is something which will need to be seen over the next few uh, months and quarters as well because uh, again in year on year terms we have seen a sharp decline to 2.1 percent mm -hmm. the private final uh, consumption uh, expenditure but again as we saw it is driven by a very strong base. October, December yes. of 2021 had very high consumption levels if we look at the data. Also remember that this is a festival quarter. So we do see a seasonal induced uh, increase mm -hmm. in consumption uh, also as well as pent up demand uh, during the last year. So on year on year basis, because you had a very high base, so we are getting a 2.1% growth. But if we look, if we just compare this quarter with the previous quarter, not the corresponding quarter of last of year, year but yeah. the uh, September quarter and compare with the December quarter there's actually a growth of 7.8 percent so okay. these you know there are various ways of looking at the data and it's uh, year on year can sometimes give us misleading picture so it's uh, always better to look at both year on year as well as quarter, quarter on quarter, quarter right. where we compare this quarter with the uh, uh, previous quarter the Again, another concerning point is the government uh, consumption, uh, which is government final consumption expenditure, which has seen again second consecutive quarter of contraction. contraction right. That is mainly because government has been squeezing its revenue expenditure. Hmm. So revenue expenditures are squeezing and that is what is getting reflected in uh, Again, but the pace of contraction is lower as compared to the previous quarter because revenue expenditures net of interest payments have seen a sh increase but still overall there is a uh, contraction so on the uh, expenditure side what is doing well is uh, uh, investments that is right. a key point so that i mean then that plays into the way that the government has been doing things they have been pushing for capital expenditure and asset creating investments but at the same time they've committed to a fiscal deficit target that yes. is that is lower so at some point they have to control their expenditure and that seems to be happening on the revenue expenditure side. Yes. So 
there you have it. Now, a lot of the previous year's data, the pandemic year, the post-pandemic year of 21-22, that data seems to be showing us some good news that our economy didn't do as badly during the pandemic and it bounced back from the pandemic stronger than we initially thought. But the latest data that we have for the current year is showing that there are still severe headwinds that we are facing. The manufacturing sector, especially labor-intensive sectors are struggling. They're in contraction. And we could be seeing the fact that all of these rate hikes by the RBI now are finally having an effect on the economy. And so companies are facing the brunt in terms of higher interest costs. So, you know, that curtails any other, that curtails their total money that they have to spend elsewhere. So these are things to look out for. But overall, Radhika, it looks like our economy is doing pretty decently. Yes, doing pretty decently. Growth is evolving the way it should. We have surpassed the pre-pandemic level and therefore that is something which the monetary policy. Hmm. Now the next review meeting will look at because uh, remember the uh, in the last meeting there were dissenting uh, voices from some of the members. There were two uh, uh, members, external members who said that, you know, growth is faltering and hence we should stop pausing, uh, we should uh, pause on interest rate hikes and focus more on growth. So those will get, uh, I mean, uh, some uh, comfort because uh, overall growth for uh, 2020, 21, 21, 22 and even 22, 23, we are getting a 7% uh, growth, which is decent. And even if, you know, again, second advance estimates is again an assumption, but right. uh, even if there are some uh, uh, changes, we should be getting at least a 6.7 or 6.8% growth for 2022-23, which is a decent growth. And therefore, the uh, this will lead the RBI to uh, retain its focus on uh, inflation. Right. So there you have it. That's what we have for you. Our economy during the pandemic did better than we thought. Our recovery was stronger than we thought. There are still some concerns, but policymakers are aware of this and they will likely take steps to correct them. Thank you so much for watching.